All good. All good. But, you know, we, we got through the holidays, not meaning that in a bad way. But, uh, uh, you know, if I was a kid, kind of am at heart, but, you know, there's no snow. And they're like, doesn't seem like Christmas, no snow. I get it. But yet, it still, by the calendar, says it's Christmas. And so we, we did that. Um, uh, we did have a good holiday. Be the first to wish you Happy New Year uh, for uh, coming up 2022. And there are great plans coming for TLC. We're believing God for so many things. Uh, we'd love to have a serve day where we just go and we, we serve. We, we pick some family that we can help, and we take care of all the expense and help them with whatever they're doing and all kinds of different things. So, I mean, just some of the things that we want to do, but there's so many. Um, it's time. It's time to talk to you about just moving forward in 22, just moving forward in 2022, doing uh, what we're supposed to do, but then doing maybe a little more. You know, when God blesses you, it's never just like, there you go. It's always more than enough. And I think to reflect the Father, we, we need to be that mindset of saying, okay, I want to move forward in 22, 20, I can't say that right. I'll get it out. 2022, next year, <laughs> moving forward next year. Uh, we want to be better next year than we were. I don't know about you. Then this year, I want to see more things and do more things for God and for his kingdom. Uh, maybe you've had a mountain in front of you in 2021. And uh, so I understand. And so you'd like to see that mountain removed. Maybe you've got financial pressures or uh, stress of just not being perfect or whatever the case is. Then let's, you know, to, together say, God, what, what is it that you're asking me to do? Or what could I do as I put my hand to it? But I tell you right now, our mindset needs to change. If we want 2022 to be different than 2021, we have to change our mindset. Somebody say amen. And so if you're going into this next year and you're expecting new things to happen, but you're going to do the same thing you did before, if you want something different, you're going to have to do something different. So let's, before we even get too far, say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming and being with us today. What is it going to take to move you forward? What's your motivation? What's it going to take? I don't want to make the same mistakes over and over again. And I think everybody in the room could say, you know what, I've done this, or I've been down this road, or it's the same thing, and oh, I need to get free of this, or whatever you're dealing with or not dealing with. I don't know. Maybe it's you know, stuff that you need to be doing you just refuse to do. But I want a new start. And that's what New Year brings is a new start. But most of Americans... Make New Year's resolutions. We've all made them, probably all done them. And what happens when we make those, they say that most of those, after about, you know, that we make all resolutions to, usually it's to get in better shape, lose weight, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, you know, and, and, and then those things fill up and by March, they're back down to where they're not because we just, it's hard. How many knows it takes determination to stay and do the things that God's called you to do. And, but that's what a new year brings. It brings hope. It brings a fresh start. Makes life kind of worth living. I want to do some things different. Or maybe in this last year, like Pastor Kim and I, we've had new starts. I mean, new things have happened. We've moved. We're back in the country, and we both love that, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, isn't it silly when something new, it means a lot to you, but maybe, maybe other people wouldn't? I'm, we're living in the country, and I decided to go down to the freezer and thaw out a couple steaks. That's not a big deal if you're a dude. Yeah, this is the man from Texas. He's the one cooking breakfast this next. Uh, so 
Steak, I think, is on the menu, and bacon. So we got to keep the doo-wop brother back in the back happy. So, <laughs> so it's all good. But, I mean, you know, I was so excited because in town, and there's nothing wrong with living in town, so please, you know, there's certain things. If you move to the country and you're used to city noise, you might need to get city noise on your phone just so you can go to sleep. But out in the country, there, you know, there wasn't noise like the sirens and, the, and all of the cars. There was just nothing but a hoot owl. And I was cooking steak. And you could hear it sizzle. I don't remember being in town listening much to hearing my steak sizzle. So I videotaped it. That's how sad it gets when you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. I sent it to a couple people. Look what I'm doing. Some of them are like, don't send me stuff like this. I'm hungry. But what is motivating? It's just something fresh. Maybe you have a new change, and it's just like, I'm excited about it. But there's things that you got to do to make those things happen. Is it like, I just want more things? Is it this kind of, the one with the most things wins? It's not about things. You can have a lot of nice things. And I think God is the giver of good and great things. But he just doesn't want things to have you. Whatever we have, we are just stewards of it from the Lord. Have you ever seen an episode of Hoarders? Anybody besides me? I have a hard time watching that. I'm like, how can you, how can you live that way? But to them, they feel stuck. They're having that battle within. And I'm not bashing that. I'm just saying we all have different things that we are dealing with. It's certainly true that saying what's one man's junk is another man's treasure. There's stuff I've set out when we lived in town. I set it out on the, right by the street. I wasn't even 10 minutes. It was gone. It, remember we had the big TV back here? We had a big TV that the, they left when we bought the moose. And it was, I mean, it, it was heavy. It might have came over with Noah. I'm not sure. But it was big, and it was heavy. We put it out there, and Tom could even verify this. We're, it wasn't two minutes. Two minutes. We were setting it out, and some car pulls up. They pop the trunk, come out, and go, okay, well, just help us put it in here. Okay. And, we're, you know, I told him, I said, I, I don't know how well it works. They said it takes like 10 minutes to warm up. The guy's like, I don't care. Okay. There's so many people with they live the way they look at life. Can I just say with you this morning, what if we could change our look? You know, there's a story of a lady that was very critical and she would judge her neighbor. She'd look out her window and the lady would put out laundry once or twice a week and she would say, look at the laundry. It's ridiculous. It's filthy. Why would you hang that up? It's embarrassing. And one of her children went out and took some Windex and cleaned the window she was looking through and found out that the dirt was on her window. It wasn't on the laundry. And that's kind of like us sometimes. We tend to look at things through our own view. What if God would wipe that clean? What if he would show you maybe you need to change your perspective? Everybody say per perspective. The way that you act or react on, on your view of what is happening. Most of the world lives in the moment. And I, there's times it's fun. You know, you just kind of 
fly by the seat of your pants or, you know, it's, okay, well, whatever. You know, you have unexpected people show up and now we need two more places to be set at the table for food. We can all deal with that kind of stuff. I get it. But so many times we don't want to plan for tomorrow. But the Bible is very specific about planning and about living in wisdom in the kingdom. Not just for today. God will take care of today. The Bible talks about that. Today will bring its own issues, doesn't it? You'll be right in that moment, still bring its own issues. I grew up watching a cartoon. You might remember it. It was an old-time style cartoon. It was the grasshopper and the ant. You remember anybody remember that? And the ant was preparing for winter, and the grasshopper didn't care. And the ant was busy putting food and doing everything, and the grasshopper didn't care until it was winter, and he was freezing. He didn't have anything to eat, nothing warm to wear, no food. Perspective. How we take on things and how we respond and act to the things that come at us. Here's some mindsets that can stop you from moving forward. Maybe mistakes you've made in your past, you don't want to make them again, or you feel that you're not worthy. And you know, that's one of those things that a lot of us, and I'm not speaking about anybody, but many times, you know who you have to forgive? Yourself. It's almost easier sometimes I, but to forgive yourself. So that mindset, afraid of things or people not working out. You don't want to be a pastor. Because, you know, you can't force people to do things. In the beginning when we went to church, before I was even in ministry, but you know how it is. If you were breathing and you came in the door, hey, you get to work in the nursery. You could hate kids. They'd stick you in the nursery. We don't do that anymore. We want to put you where the Lord wants you and where you want to fit in and what you're gifted at to fit in. So you might have fear of just things not working out or, uh, I, you know, there's that old adage that people used to say, you know, just waiting for the other shoe to drop. If I don't get my expectations up, I can't get hurt. That's a sad way to look at life, honestly. How about fear of the unknown? So afraid of people and fear of the unknown, those things are based on fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And the fourth thing that might stop your mindset is just following the wrong source. My favorite Disney cartoon, if there, you know, would be Peter Pan. We're following the leader, the leader, the leader. What if the leader's going wrong? You, you know, Paul said it this way, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what we got to do. Follow Christ. If the leader's following Christ, jump on board with that. The enemy is going to give you pressure for your flesh to move in other directions. Don't let the enemy make the shots. Don't let him call that. You be in charge. Life in general gives you, isn't it tough enough? My favorite movie, and this is just mine, doesn't have to be yours, of all time, and some of you would know it. Absolutely. You know my wife, Kimdrian? Hey, yo. But, you know, one of the th things that Rocky said, this is what he declares in one of these movies. Now, okay, this isn't the Bible. Don't give me any hate mail. I'm just making this statement, okay? He quotes that nothing hits harder than life. It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Now, you need to understand that might be him saying that statement, but there's some Bible in there somewhere. 
Now, I'm not, I'm not here trying to make Rocky a saint or anything like that, but what I am telling you is, in the last two years, have we not hit hard? All this COVID garbage and vaccination, and before that, how about presidency? Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, it's just been a raining storm of like, what do I do? Who do I do? And then people, people, people. Who need people? Are, never mind. I just talked to somebody the other day, and somebody came up and said, "We've been, you know, how have you been? Have you been healthy? Well, we've battled what everybody else has battled. And the person asked them, did you get the shot? They said no, and they went, pew, pew, like they were slapping their face. Shut the front door. Stop it. Come on. You can tell me, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. You know, there's as much research, if not more, for people that don't have the vaccine of what they've done, but nobody wants to hear that. They stifle all that. But we still need Jesus in our lives, don't we? I want to enjoy this next year, and I don't want to be stuck in a rut. Pressure and stress of the calendar and time ticking away. Work pressures, family commitments, holidays, financial obligations, children's extracurricular activities. All of these are good. It's not that they're bad, so to speak, but we have to be able to handle them. If you're feeling too many, you're feeling weighted down, commitments, you're stressed, it's time to make some changes. I want to move forward in 2022. This isn't going to take us long. Jesus said in John 10.10, this is a familiar scripture. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. Talks about the first problem says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's his part. That's the enemy's part. That's how you know it's the enemy. If there's stealing, there's killing, there's destroying, it's not God. And then comes the answer. Jesus, I am that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I don't want the enemy to stop you from moving forward. I'm going to give you four steps to move ahead in 2022. Pretty easy. But if you put these in practice, you know, that's just the thing. I've had a tough couple years, and I know you have, so I'm not singing the blues to anybody that, you know. I'm just saying, heart attack in 2020, 2021, had to deal with all or whatever. I've lost a whole bunch of weight in 2017, 18, you know. Then have a heart attack, and then you can't, they're like, oh, you can't do too much. And I felt like, no, you're right, I don't feel I can. Had to change my perspective. And start saying, I'm not going to let you tell me what I can and can't do. I'm going to let God tell me what I can and can't do. But I found some of the weight back. Not all of the weight. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so 2022, I got to do something. I want to do something. I want to make some changes. So I get it. And I'll do that. I've been talking about it for a little while. But, you know, now I got to get myself motivated. <laughs> and we can pray all day for the fat angel to come and carve it off while you sleep. I don't really think there's one that does that. Because <laughs> I'd have put that in force a long time ago. <laughs> but I'm going to give you four steps to move ahead in 2022. Because I want a good year, don't you? I want a year that God, there's nobody can say anything, but man, God has been with you. I want people that are with me to say, I want your God to be my God. Number one, put the word first. Put the word first. It almost sounds counterproductive, 
But I'm, if you put anything else in front of what God says, you're going to get yourself out of whack, out of line. You've got to put the word first. Brad, I don't have enough time. I, you know, I got this. I got all these demands. You need to change what you're doing to put the word first. He needs to be first in your life. You need to, if you want success, you got to have God's perspective on it. How do I get success? The Bible is clear about how to get it. Put him first. Seek first the kingdom. This is Matthew, and it says all these things, and you can listen, and you can read what the things are. It's what people want, what everybody wants. Just whether it's just stuff to get by, food, clothes, whatever. These will follow you, but you must put the word first. And honestly, let's be real honest. We make time for things we really want to do, don't we? If you really want to do it, you'll make time for it. You really want to lose weight, you find a way to do it. You really want to learn to play an instrument, you'll make time to figure out or get lessons or do whatever. If you don't, doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means you really didn't want to do it as bad as you thought you did. And that's not fun to say. It's not really fun to hear either, probably, but... Matthew 6, like we said, seek the kingdom above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. It's kind of just like gas in the car. The word would be the gas fuels your life. Without it, you'll go along for a while till you run out. And eventually you do run out if you don't keep it full. If you're out of gas, can't move forward. Got to keep the word in you. Life begins to feel overwhelming some people handle it different. Men and women are made different. Well, that would be some, somebody back there. Oh, they are? <laughs> yes. And we, we handle things different, don't we? Guys and girls tend to handle things different. How it comes at you, if you're an all-state person, not against you, Scott, because you're nationwide, I think. Okay? <laughs> I'm still on your side, Scott. But Allstate would say, life comes at you hard. That's a true statement because, like I said, it does. And how you handle that, get God's perspective. Keep his word first in your life. Spend time in the word daily. Let it correct you. Isn't that, I mean, think about it. Let God correct you. Let when you read something, instead of just reading it, it's not like books on a page. This is life. Let it begin to go, you know what, I need to do that. Kim and I will be talking, and she'll be saying, here, this, and she read this, or I could say, yep, that's this, and we'll say, we need to do that, and then we'll just go, let's pray right now. We'll grab hands, and we'll just pray. Why? Because the word is moving us in a direction. It's pushing us to make us better, because we are submitted to what the word says. It isn't always easy. Do what it says. Number two, put the enemy out. Get out. Put the enemy out. Get rid of him. Don't let him have place in your life. There's always, as you live life, in this life you will have tribulation. There's going to be unexpected things. There's going to be things that, that happen in your day. Last minute meeting at work. Car breaks down. Maybe the kids got sick or whatever. I, you know. But you're going to have to put the word first. What would God say to combat that with? Maybe your clothes dryer breaks down. Your microwave goes on the fritz. You lose your cable. <laughs> That's life. 
Sometimes things just go that way. But if that is the center of your life, it'll throw everything off. But if the word and God are the center of your life, that's not going to phase you. You're not going to like it. You'll just get through it. You'll just be saying next. There's stuff that used to throw us off a lot in the beginning, a lot. I mean, if something broke down, it would be like, where will we get the money? We're going to have to go to the pawn shop. We'll have to hawk something. We'll have to have a garage sale. What are we going to do? We'll have to pray. We'll have to fast and pray and cry out. And you know what? God has moved us because his word is first. We just get to something breaks now. I just ask her, what do you want now? You want a different color? We don't stress about it. We don't, there's things that we need for out in the country where we live now. We're not stressed about it because he'll provide for it. He's already starting to do all that. Because we're not stressed about it. Because come on, you know why? The word says, my God. The word says, my God. I'm not sure where you're standing, but my God says, he supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. So we put him first. Sometimes we just give the devil too much credit. The devil's just working in my life, brother. It's terrible. It's just awful. You gotta, you, God gave us a brain. Sometimes we just have to use wisdom. If your kid's got green snot coming out of his nose, don't take him anywhere. Just take care of him. Okay, it's just an infection or something. God's bigger than that. But don't take him and infect everybody else and then go, it's the devil. No, it isn't. It's because you took your kid. That's probably hard. (laughs) When you spend time with the words, you can recognize attacks that are genuine, that are from the enemy. James 4 says, humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. That's the first thing. Submit. God, you're in charge. I don't do everything right, nor am I perfect, but I submit to you. Thank God for grace. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for second chances. Thank God for a clean slate. Thank God for hope. Thank God for faith. But if I give my heart to God, I'm not trying to be perfect, but I He is. And greater is he that's in me. You see, when I'm not perfect, when God looks at me, you know what he sees? Jesus. And the Holy Spirit working. Note that submission is required before the enemy's departure. Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? That's what the enemy said to those sons of Sceva in the Bible. You've got to submit. Does the enemy know who you are? Does now, I want to get up on the, every day I get up and I put these feet on the floor, I want the enemy to go, oh no, he's up. That's what I want. Note that it says, therefore, submit to God. That's what the verse is telling you. Therefore, that's what it's there for. Okay, number three. (laughs) I liked that one. I don't know. Put a guard on your mind. There's stressors all about you. The media, if you watch mainline news or whatever, it's just doom and gloom and this is this and this is that. You know... There's probably some truth in what they're saying, but there's a lot of not truth in what they're saying. And there's a lot of not truth they're not saying. There's a lot of truth they're not saying. That's it. A lot of truth they're not saying. 
Okay. But you got to guard what you watch. Guard what you think about. There's a lot of unbelief swirling around. It's important that you guard your mind. Make a good decision. Protect your mind and heart. Because what you see and think about much of the time starts to direct the direction you go. So it's not too late to break those things if you're not thinking about something that's good or right, holy, pure, good rapport. Then you break that and say, God, help me there. And you, I mean, just say the word out loud. Proverbs 4, 20, 23, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart. They bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That means sometimes you have to turn the TV off. You have to fast forward through something. Maybe you need to connect with godly, strong people, people that have things that you're like, wow, I want to, because who you hang out with matters. Protect your Bible study time, your time with God. Protect the things that bring healthy change. Prioritize what I need to do most. What do I need? If you're stressed all the time, you got too many things that demand your attention. How many feel like that's, remember, I was a kid, there was a thing called Stretch Armstrong. You remember that? You could, boy, we could pull Stretch a long way. But if you feel like that, you got too many things. Simplify your life. Determine what things that have to be let go, what things that are needed to keep. And man, when you do that, it's amazing. You're just like, okay. Can I just say Christmas Eve is probably one of our, that's one of my favorite services all year long. And that was one of our best ones this last Christmas Eve, if not the best one. It's just so good. And it was so simple. We kept it simple because the last few weeks have been nuts. It's just been crazy. And so we still decided, let's have this thing, because we were talking about maybe we just shouldn't have it this year. And so I went to the Lord, and he said, no, have it, but just don't try to recreate the wheel. Just do what some of the things you've done. Pick the things you want. And that's what we did, and we just thank God for it. It was awesome. I mean, where else could you experience Scott in one of those wigs? <laughs> yeah. Whatever God's telling you to do, press in that way. Do that first. Do what he tells you. Just do what God says first. Everything else is subject to change. I'm just going to do what the Lord says. I have to cover that. Jesus died so you could have an overcoming life. Somebody say amen. He died so you could have it better than you got it now. You could be a light in a dark place. Here's number four. Well, let me read John 14, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. How many need that? And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Number four, here's our last one. you got to put yourself in charge. I know, that sounds... But you got to live large and in charge. you got to tell the devil, well, there's a new sheriff in town, uh-huh. you got to start taking charge of your life. Nobody else is going to do it. We're waiting on, oh, please help me. But you need to take charge of you. If you're not accountable for you, then who is? You got to put your hand to what you want. Faith without works is dead. I'm going to say this, and I want you to hear it loud. I want you to hear it clear. God will not do what you can. If you can do it and he's told you, he's not going to come and go, okay, I'm going to do that for you. I used to do things for my children, and it did not help them. It actually 
hindered them and some of their growth. And my wife, we homeschooled our kids. It was one of the gooder decisions we've ever made. <laughs> I was just the principal. She was the teacher. You know, but there's sometimes she'd say, hey, I want you to help kids in this history or whatever. And I would be like, okay, they're going to be taken. So I'm going to, well, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to show you. And I would, I would tell them all the answers. And they knew how to play me like a fiddle. They did. They were smart. They would say, you know, I would say, okay, all right, we're going to go. The pilgrims came across on the what flower? Not the April flower. And the, the Mayflower. That's right. Kim is being like, you're pathetic. You're not helping them. No, she wouldn't talk disrespectfully to me. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, I, I would help them do stuff that they knew. I would help Maddie do her math, and she knew her math. She didn't like it. But I sat there, check it out, an hour and 45 minutes for the kid to do one problem. I was waiting for the rapture. And I'm just like, I was mad, and I was mad at the world because she had fried me out. Have your child ever pushed your button? My button was pushed. It was stuck in. It was not good. And I was, I was telling Kim, you should have taught her this stuff. And she's like, I did. She knows it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't know. I've been sitting here an hour and 45 minutes. She doesn't know nothing. <laughs> Got to watch what you say. But my parents were coming from Florida, and they were due any time. And so my wife probably told me to do this, so I got this wisdom from her. She said, just tell her she cannot spend time with Mamaw and Papaw until she gets that, that done. So I quickly said, you cannot spend time with Mamaw and Papaw until you get that done. And she still sat there like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. Two plus two is, I don't know, six? I'm not sure. I mean, she was just like oblivious, and then the kids were watching, and Sam runs back. They're here, they're here, and Mal's like, yes, they're here, and Zach is like, great, they're here, and Maddie grabs the paper, does the whole paper in like three minutes, and it's right, and then she's like, and I'm like, I sat an hour and four, oh, I'm getting my, I'm getting that time back from you sometime in this lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, God will not do what you can do. <clears throat> you got to put your hand to what you want. So if you're saying, I need to get in decent shape, you got to work out. There's no fat angel coming to take fat off your body. There's no muscle building angel coming to, you know, Jane Fonda's not stopping at your house. None of that's going on. I'm talking to myself. I declare almost every day, I'm, you know, I normally do, and my wife can tell you, I usually work out four times a week, but in this season, this last season, I'm starting fresh Monday, <laughs> so, you know, there are people in this world that blame McDonald's for making them fat because they eat Big Macs. It's like, there's people that said, you know, I'm going to sue McDonald's because the coffee was hot. You, you got to take accountability and say, okay, there's nothing wrong with having a Big Mac once in a while. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is put your hand to what your goal is. Studies show that the outlook on life and well-being is directly related to how you are physically. And I'm telling you, the enemy will come after your health. We know that. Why do you think he created COVID? 
Think about it. It goes after your breathing system, your health. But small changes lead to big results. You start making small changes. I talked to one guy one time, and he was a Pepsi drinker. Do you have any Pepsi fans in the building? Okay. Well, this is, I'm not talking about Bill Wyatt. So, Bill, if you're watching, you'll appreciate this. Bill would drink two liters of Pepsi a day, and he's still skinny as a rail, and he'd just say, don't be a hater. I'm like, God, that is not fair, okay? But I remember one guy just saying, PB, would you help me with this? And, you know, so I asked him, okay, well, what are you eating? And he had, I, you know, basically five Pepsis a day is what he ended up telling me. I said, okay, let's cut that out. Let's cut out that sugar. Let's just cut out. Let's find something else you like to drink and cut that out and see. That's the only change I want you to make for the next week, and let's see what happens. And then in one week, he had dropped weight, and he's like, that is amazing. Can I say to you this? Small changes make big differences. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you step into that and say, okay, God, help me to make this temple the best it can be then just make small changes. It doesn't mean, especially this time of year, living proof, there's fudge, there's cookies. There's a lot of good things. And I think you can enjoy it. But you just, again, ask yourself, what do I need to do? Care for your body. Meditate on healing scriptures. Put your hand to it. Exercise. Get a plan from the Lord. You want better in 2022? Start looking at yourself a little bit better. What could I do? Maybe some of you would just be like, I just think, I don't want to look like a magazine, you know, where it looks like somebody better feed that poor person. And it looks unrealistic, but just like I would feel comfortable. Have we ever, has anybody in here ever got to a weight and you're like, I feel really comfortable at this weight. I'm not, I was not real thin, was not real heavy, but man, I just felt better about myself. That's all I'm asking you. I'm not telling you to go on a diet. I'm not, I mean, that's up to you. I'm just asking, what are some changes to go forward in 2022 that you could say, you know what, I could do that. I gotta put God first. I gotta guard myself. I gotta guard my mind and my heart. I gotta be in charge. You know, my wife loves it when I'm in charge. When I'm spiritually in charge, come on. When I'm saying, let's pray about this, let's do this, or she'll say, what's God saying? And then I, if I don't have a word, I don't make one up. But I'll say, well, let me ask, and I'll come back. And we'll come back together, and I'll say, this is what I believe. And she'll be like, okay, I agree with that. And then we'll pray. Because the Bible says if we agree, touching any one thing. We don't have doubt that it won't come to pass. We're just like, God, what do you want us to do? Period. That's how, thing, that's how faith goes. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?